I'm Corrine Duncan, Director of Buncombe County Election Services. So early voting uh, is underway in North Carolina. By the time people hear this, early voting will be underway. So um, tell us, what sorts of things do people need to know about early voting this year if that is how they intend to vote? So early voting is in-person voting, and it's at the hours all across the state are from Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. And then each county has uh, was directed to choose 10 hours over the weekends to also be open. In Buncombe County, we're open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 3, both days. And then on the last Saturday, all across the state, early voting will be open from 8 o'clock to 3 p.m. And a change was made this year that made all locations open. So we used to be able to open a few sites up the first week and then open up more sites later. But now all of the sites will be open for all the time and uh, share all the same hours. So we'll break this down this way. People have already registered to vote. What do they do to vote early? If you're already registered to vote, you just show up at any early voting location in your county. So you don't have to go to a specific one. You can go to any early voting location and you'll show up just like you would on election day, state your name and address, and the uh, poll worker will look you up in the system, have you sign the affidavit, and then you will be off to vote. If someone was not registered to vote, this is the only way they can vote if they have not registered to vote by now. So for those coming to register to vote and then vote during the early voting period, known as same-day registration, what do they need to know? What do they need to bring? That's correct. So. Early voting has the same day registration, which is only happens during early voting. The registration deadline has passed. That was uh, last Friday, the 9th. And uh, so if you have not registered yet, this is the way to do it. So at early voting, you can register and vote on the same day. And you'll need to bring a some type of proof of residence. So that can be your driver's license with your current address or a utility bill, something like that. Bring that with you and we'll get you registered and off to vote. Okay, obviously this has been a very popular thing, particularly in Buncombe County, to vote early in recent years. But this year we'll be doing, with, with doing that with a pandemic happening. So what sorts of regulations and restrictions and um, things will be in place to ensure people are social distancing uh, during the early voting period? Because we have seen the times, you know, lines can be a little long, they move, but they can be a little long. So what sorts of things will be in place this year during early voting to ensure people are not uh, spreading the virus? So during all of our in-person voting, we will have a greeter. So it's a, a, a poll worker that will greet you when you come into the voting location. They will have hand sanitizer, they'll have masks, and they will have single-use pens for you so that you can go through the voting process without sharing many things. Um, and the poll workers themselves will have full PPE as well. They'll have gloves. They will be wearing masks and face shields if, uh, if they uh, choose to. Plus, they will have the plexiglass shield in front of them at each check-in station to protect both the poll worker and the voter. They'll go through the check-in process and then proceed to a voting booth, which has been cleaned. The voting booths will be cleaned between each and every voter. And then you'll uh, put your ballot into the scanner and uh, off you go. 
Unfortunately, we will not have I Voted stickers this year, uh, but we do hope that the state-provided pens will say I Voted on them. Very good. Um, for people coming there, is there a requirement to wear masks, requirement to social distance in line? That's a very good question. So in North Carolina, as directed by the State Board of Elections, no voter can be turned away. So if someone absolutely refuses to wear a mask, they still will be served. However, we believe that it is extremely important that people wear masks, that they do so to protect other people, and we will make sure that masks are available to any voter that comes in who's not wearing one, and we will encourage them to do so. And again, six feet uh, in lines and things like that, what sorts of things will be in place for that? Social distancing protocol will be adhered to at all of the early voting locations, very similar to what you see in the grocery store. You're staying six feet apart. Uh, the floor will be marked to help you with that. And all of the voting booths have been spread apart to be six feet apart. We actually increased the size of our early voting locations. We had a lot picked out <laughs> in March. We made a lot of changes, including moving to the Civic Center. So we have a very large voting location there. And um, yes, yeah, so, so social distancing will definitely be followed. Yeah, tell us a bit more about the, the early voting center that we set up at the Harris Cherokee Center, Civic Center, to many people who have been in Nashville for a long time. Tell us about that. This is the first time it's going to be used, but it's going to be the largest early voting center uh, in Buncombe County, for sure. Um, tell us a bit more about how that will set up will be and, and what, what, what have been the challenges, really, to make sure that it's ready to handle something like this. The coordinator at the uh, Harris Cherokee Center has been fantastic. They have done a lot of work to work with us and make sure that we have the parking that we need. So there'll be parking for voters and also increased number of curbside areas. You know, we didn't we wanted to make sure that since that's at a downtown location that we weren't interfering with traffic or anything like that. And so we've, we've got that set up and uh, we have a fantastic space as well. It's the, uh, the lobby area, as soon as you walk into the Civic Center, if uh, you're familiar with Asheville, you walk in, it's, to the, it's the big area to the left. We'll have all the check-in stations right up front and then that long hallway for people to line up in. So it, it, it'll be a great space to for uh, if, the, if the weather happens to be cold too. Just a way to make sure people aren't outside essentially, the hallway within the arena there will be where most of the lines will be? That's correct. Uh, the, the line will be able to be indoors. And uh, uh, just to mention lines, I think that it's a... Uh, worth mentioning that with the six foot distancing lines may appear much longer than they actually are so be aware of that and in buncombe county not all counties have this but there are other counties that do but buncombe county has a weight map so you can go online to our website during early voting and see how many people are in line at any location. And that's updated every 15 minutes. That's always been a popular thing here, uh, but it's extra useful now in the pandemic. So you can judge how many people are in line and whether you're comfortable going there or not. 
leads into my next question, which is, are there particular times that where voting lines or where the sort of need for it or the crush for the amount of voters going is larger than others? Is there a time maybe that is a good time for people to go when the lines will be shorter? Lines definitely tend to be shorter in the morning. And our busiest locations tend to be the North Asheville and the South Asheville locations. But looking at that map really helps. You can go there and see uh, see those, see what's happening at, at those locations. Curbside voting. So curbside voting is for those due to age or physical disability aren't able to go into the polling locations. And so we are not accepting absentee ballots at those at curbside because we want to make sure that we're prioritizing those sites for the people who really need it, who can't go into the voting location. And we are accepting absentee ballots at early voting locations, but you'll have to go inside to, uh, to turn in that ballot. We of course are accepting absentee ballots at our office at 77 McDowell Street, and we have been for weeks and it's been going fantastic. So that's always an option for you if you don't want to wait in line at an early voting. Right, we're now into the we were now into the early voting period, but absentee mail-in ballots you can still request a ballot, still uh, bring it in, still within the time frame to make sure that it is coded, counted uh, by election day or soon thereafter. So tell us a bit more about now that you're into about a month of you know collecting absentee ballots. How has that gone, and what sorts of things have you all seen as this process has gone on that you would like to share with people that still may be thinking about voting that way but haven't made a decision? So absentee voting has been larger than ever by far in North Carolina and, and probably across the nation. Uh, and speaking just to Buncombe County, for an example, in 2016, we had 7,700 requ requests approximately, and that was for the entire election. We still have a few weeks where you can request an absentee ballot, and we have 50,000 requests. So it just keeps getting bigger. Our staff, we, we keep adding people, um, but it's been difficult for us to keep up with, with the, the level of requests that we've gotten. And so um, we're uh, a little behind in getting the request processed. They will absolutely be processed on time, but uh, I just wanted to mention that because it, uh, you know, you might turn in your request and not hear something from us. And I want to make sure that that people know why. But yes, you can still request absentee ballot. October 27th is the deadline for the request. But if you are mailing in the request, you really need to do it before then to make sure that there's turnaround time for you to be able to mail your ballot. And if you are at all worried about mailing your ballot back in, then dropping it off in person is a good option. With this court ruling that's still in the air about whether people, if they've made an error, um, whether they'll have to do a whole new ballot or just amend the ballot that they've done before. So we'll get to that in a second. But first, a lot of this, um, again, comes down to witness and having a witness sign it. So again, for those who are voting absentee by mail, just go over the witness process again and signing the ballot, what they need to know to ensure that they don't need to be worried about what, however this court ruling goes. Yes, thank you, Matt. The witness requirement, you have to have one witness to witness you, you uh, that you are the person who uh, requested the ballot and that you're voting the ballot yourself. 
and that person, the witness, needs to sign. There's a place for you to sign on the back of the envelope, and there's instructions with every single absentee ballot. So you, if you're unsure, you can go through that. But on the back of the envelope, there's a place for the witness to sign, and then they also need to provide their address. And make sure that you fill fill out the entire thing, and 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 that will ensure that everything will get processed as efficiently as possible. Now, of course, if there is something wrong, you will get notified. Every single voter that uh, has a deficiency will be notified of that deficiency. Just a quick mailing the ballot in. Everybody's heard about what's happening in Pennsylvania with the ballots, with all those different kinds of envelopes and all that. North Carolina mailing the ballot in or just putting it in an envelope to give it to someone at an early voting station. Um, take us through that process to make sure there's no confusion that what North Carolina requires is different than I think what a lot of news coverage is showing of what's happening in Pennsylvania. So just take us through that very quickly. When you receive your absentee ballot in the mail, it comes in a large envelope that says official elections um, material on it. It has a, a kind of pinkish reddish swoosh on it. And inside comes uh, the ballot and the return envelope. The return envelope is a security envelope, so you can't see through it. And you will vote it, there's also instructions in there with it to help you through the process if you need it. You will vote your ballot with the witness and you will fold it up and put it in the provided envelope and seal it. Make sure that you seal it. If a ballot comes back to us unsealed, that is a deficiency because we can't tell that uh, that ballot remains secret and that's an important part of the whole process. And then the witness will sign the back of the envelope saying that they did indeed witness, give the address and all the information that's needed. And then the voter also signs that envelope. And then, then you choose whether you bring it in in person or you put, put it in the mail. It just takes one first class stamp for the mail and you can return it in person at 77 McDowell Street and our, at our office, or if you are not in Buncombe County, at your county's office at, or uh, during early voting. Um, moving on to something you wanted to get into, and that is when you see people out there electioneering and what will people, you know, what happens when people see people outside the voting uh, locations, be it during early voting or on election day itself, what are the rules about that? Because uh, we've seen in some other states. So now that North Carolina is going to start with in-person voting, what are the rules about how close someone can be to an election, to a voting site that isn't voting? That's right. So there's a lot of things going around about what is going to happen at the polls this year. And early, uh, sorry, voting has special protections. So I think that it's helpful to make everyone aware of what those are. And during in-person voting, that's early voting or election day, only elections officials and people in the act of voting are allowed inside polling locations. There is a special provision for observers who are appointed by parties to be in the voting location. And those are submitted to our office and the polling locations know who those people are. They check ID to, and only let those people on the list in. And there's a very limited number of, of those people who can actually be in the polling location. Then 
a 50 foot radius from the entryway of a polling location is protected from all electioneering or any activity. So beyond that point, only again, only voters and election officials. So campaigners can be outside that 50 foot zone and anyone can be outside that 50 foot zone as long as they are acting appropriately, um, making sure that uh, there's no intimidation happening, uh, no blocking of, of, the, of voters trying to enter the polls. Uh, other things that we watch for are uh, blocking parking, people spreading misinformation, and this is sometimes unintentional, but we, we make sure that we're watching for that. And then of course, any obvious uh, intimidation that's not tolerated. What precautions are you taking this year? We've again seen it in some other places and certainly in a county commissioner's meeting uh, last week, there was questions about, about this and people want to know because there is the fear that there is going to be some of this, not just uh, during early voting, but you know, post-election day too. So what sorts of precautions are you taking to make sure there is no voter intimidation or there is no interference with people voting this year? With all that's going on in the media, it is absolutely understandable that people are worried. I... In Buncombe County, and I also believe across the state, the state board has put out a lot of guidance, and uh, I hear that there's some more forthcoming about making sure that everyone's prepared. Back in March, we started having meetings with the greater emergency community in Buncombe County. Uh, so we've been speaking with the sheriff's office, city law enforcement, the Emergency Operations Center, the Health Department for COVID, our PR department, uh, uh, even the IT department for cybersecurity. So we have a very big team of people who are have uh, been thinking about elections and they do every year. I do wanna emphasize that, that this is something that we do every year. It's something that we're um, always concerned about and that, but, but we do understand that this year there's more of a need to communicate what we're doing so that people can feel that we are watching, we are uh, taking the precautions that we need to. And so I have been uh, speaking, especially with the Sheriff's Department lately, and, um, and there'll be increased staffing during that day. Now, there should be no uniformed officers at polling locations. That's something that elections always make sure um, happens because some people can view that as intimidation. So we have to be very careful about what happens at a polling location. So there's a lot of communication that goes on there too. We also this year, uh, we in Buncombe County did a, what's called a tabletop exercise where we got all these people in the room together and we had already had meetings together, but we got everybody together and actually did practice exercises. So we did one of the most likely scenarios that could happen during an election is a weather related event. It's November, we're in the mountains, it could be snowy and icy. And what if the power goes out? So we practice those kind of scenarios. And then because of all of the media attention, we also practiced a um, 
I don't even know what to call it, a protest, a, pro a protest event at election services after the election. Uh, so that was great to make sure that we were prepared. And we actually did some testing too. We had a generator set up um, at our office and tested it. And we actually found a component in our system that didn't work with a generator. So we were able to fix that and replace that. So that was fantastic. Um, and preparations are ongoing. Uh, as we move through the, the election, we're making sure that we're listening uh, and and we'll, we will adjust as we go. But I can assure everyone that we are doing everything that we can to prepare for the election, make sure that everyone feels safe, not only from people, poll watchers at the polls, and, and poll watchers have historically been at polls, that it's something that, uh, is, is just a picture. People go out to polling locations and their um, intent is to protect people's right to vote. So these people have uh, always been out at, at locations. If people are feeling anxious about the process this year, if they're feeling any sort of fear, they're feeling anything about this, that they're worried that somehow something might happen that their vote might not count or it just might they may not be able to vote, what kinds of things do you want to leave people with as we begin to get into the in-person part of voting this year in North Carolina? I think that as elections officials, it's part of our responsibility to make people aware of how solid the process really is and that we want everyone to feel safe voting. Again, this is we're in a unique time because we have the pandemic, which raised people's anxieties anyway. And now we have a, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff in the news that is national that makes people worried locally. And so I do want people to know that the only thing that really changes results in an election is people not voting. And so research your options, look at absentee, look at early voting, which is has been expanded all across the state this election, and look at election day, know that we're preparing for you, and choose what's best for you, and make sure you go vote.